Hello and thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it and we appreciate a lot of help from a lot of people uh, all throughout this journey. So we've got a couple of shout outs we're going to make here. The first shout out being to Beck Sutton, the graphics designer who is designing our logo. Uh, she is the creator and owner of Primal Studios, which can be found on Facebook. Or if you go to primalst.com, you'll be able to find her work there. And she is fantastic at what she does. Yeah, and the second shout-out we'd like to make is to Andrew Stanton, composer of uh, the song Escape the Oppression, which is the kick-ass song for our intro. We love the song, we love the dude. You can check out more of his stuff on uh, soundstripe.com, where there's plenty of songs by plenty of other artists as well, uh, where you can license for podcasts. So go check it out, and uh, yeah, see what's on there, and see what you can use. Stay frosty. Hello and welcome to the Song of the Neighbors podcast, and I say, running with the T-Rex, a very scary T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and we also like to say, <laughs> we also like to say that tetanus. <laughs> we also like to say that tetanus is cool. And uh, please, kids, stick safety pins in your ears. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a guest today, which is our good friend Mike, who will not understand a single word of that. <laughs> and Connor, who hasn't heard the edited version of that one yet, he doesn't I love, understand. <laughs> yeah, I love how we like we we invite our friends onto this podcast, and they're like, "Oh yeah, right, well, let's be on our best behavior and everything like that." <laughs> and then they don't know what it's about. So when Mike comes on, he just thinks you're having a, a mental breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> like, all right, we'll start... yeah, these guys high. <laughs> <laughs> let's start the podcast. And why is he running from a T Rex? <laughs> <laughs> for those who listened to potentially last week potentially a fortnight ago who knows the canon so fucked at this point but to those who listen to that podcast will under fucking stand all right and by that i mean the three people sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think i've already bottled this one and i really <laughs> yeah, it's all good it's all good we'll, we'll keep rolling let it flow, let it flow. sorry <laughs> fuck tom morello <laughs> Oh God, we're bringing everything back. <laughs> this is this. Are you giving like um, Mike the like shotgun introduction, <laughs> like the shotgun introduction of our podcast? We'll like cap, recap him. This yeah, is all oh, of the... the Tom Morello one. Yeah, this is, all... <laughs> this is our clip show. You know, like yeah. when it gets like season five and I can't be asked to produce any more episodes, so it's just it's gonna be my greatest hits. <laughs> greatest hits of stupid shit Jake has said. My phone just lagged, and it honestly sounded like you said migrants hits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. No, this one this one won't be political. We're making I'm making a stand now. This one's not gonna be political. As soon as it does, I'm off, mate. <laughs> I fucking support Ben and Jerry's in their fight against the Tory government. Alright. <laughs> I'm just laying it out there. I want Ben and Jerry's to, like as a company to be Prime Minister. And it's just like it's just like one of the little fucking tubs of uh, fish food or something. <laughs> It comes out to the lectern and does speeches. <laughs> what was that, Mr. Fish Food? <laughs> They've got to do it like it's a fucking puppet. <laughs> like it's emu. It would be like the top connoisseur of the Ben and Jerry's. 
This can't be me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way the way you said that it was, was it's gotta be me. Yeah. <laughs> it was your face. You you said that with such confidence of like yeah, duh. Me. It's fucking me. There's, there's no question about it. I'm gonna rule the fucking country my with my God, fists and friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's me and the reptilian elite. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking unmask the queen on public television. <laughs> Can't do that during times like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's been wearing it a lot longer than coronavirus has been around. She knew something was in the fucking water. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'll unmask her and it'll be a six headed demon beast with a cunt on each face. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So welcome. Welcome, welcome to the podcast, Mike. Cheers, mate. Lovely to have you. It. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Six of the Dean gun face. I think that's the perfect introduction any guest can have to a podcast. Can you get away with naming the podcast that? <laughs> what, These guys just have to put stars in the title, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Thinking, so, yeah, I could put... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> the only way to defeat her is to fuck each and every one individually. There, there goes any of our fans who are royalists. But suddenly we've got, <laughs> suddenly we've got a load of fans who are conspiracy theorists. So that's good. <laughs> well, it's like I think I've crossed the divide. I've got sort of fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could say any shit and they'll start believing it. Bring intrigue yeah. into every conversation you have. It's like um in in the the like flat flat Earth newspapers there'll be um. Um, <laughs> flat Earth of today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat Earth of today. <laughs> the Daily Flat Earth. <laughs> Underneath the headline, "The world is still flat." It will be. It will be. Um, leader of Ben and Jerry's caused the Queen a lizard. With <laughs> six heads. Heads. Six with a cunt on each head. And the only way to defeat her and end the tyranny of the royal family is to fuck each and every cunt individually, for at least forty-five minutes at a time. Until the head of the beast, until each and every head reaches the point of climax and gushes like a valley, a river through a valley. You know, do you know that moment where a joke, it, a, really <laughs> funny joke, joke a really funny joke gets really weird? It just jumps the shark and uh, suddenly people aren't as invested. Well, now we're just worried. It's <laughs> <For you. laughs> sort of boring. watching. That's what I want to Well, it's the benefit of it's the benefit of just typed in Queen getting ragged one day, and it came up with a six-headed beast. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, if you search Queen getting ragged, it just shows a lot of photos of Freddie Mercury during his heyday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! This is this is not. <laughs> You're on fire. You're on fire today, man. This is going out to the public. Yeah. It is. Oh dear, I've made a grave error. So once again, <laughs> you can take coming you on. Take right? charge for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'll take charge for a sec. I'll bring it. I'm not to be trusted near a microphone. Let's take our five. So thanks very much for coming on, Mike. Um, for those of you listening, Mike is another really old uh, close friend of ours that we used to hang around with at school, been in many a band with. He's a sick guitarist. Got a good fucking... Yeah, some might say. Um, he's a sick guitarist, got a great singing voice as well, although he won't admit to it. Ah, oh, thanks, babes. <laughs> 
I don't remember the great vocal stylings of Mike Ditch. Mm. No, it's something you've dabbled in recently, isn't it? You're getting into your right. vocal covers. Yeah, but basically just get since having jacks, I ain't got the time to play guitar because I'm working every hour in the sun, and it's just easier to just sit there and just bang out some vocals. Don't rate myself, but it's just fun. You know, yeah, man. Just sit there and get every single emotion out on the microphone is great. Yeah, music's man. always been a relaxer for me, isn't it? So doing that is it's just great fun. I think I have the answer to my outburst at the start of uh, the podcast. I haven't actually taken my medication yet today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, when you have bipolar, it's probably a good idea that you should take it. <laughs> Just in case you end up on a manic one. Um, a bit late yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I should have thought of that at least 12 hours ago, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have the good foresight. Time, <laughs> well, unfortunately, I didn't have the foresight that I was going to make a complete a tit out of myself <laughs> on two, po- two podcasts in a row. <laughs> so we already uh, sort of we've already talked to your brother, Joel. I don't know whether that will come out before this or after this. We sort of will wait and see. But Joel picked uh, Shogun for his album by Trivium, which we've already discussed before this podcast that you would have picked as well. Um, yeah, it's also your favourite. All-time favorite album it is. Well, I won't say all the time. It's just an all-round great album to thrash. Yeah, completely. And but then... just trash. That the era that came out in was the, the era of the screamer metal coming in and it being the big thing, but it was also frowned upon still. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we so... dove into that quite a bit with um, Joel and that, and unfortunately, you just draw the lucky <clears throat> the, the shortest straw by being after him. Um, so you've yeah, had to pick a different it. album. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it bad? It's it? still a great album. Is it bad that when you say short straw, literally my head goes straight to short straw? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. No, it's going to take, it's gonna take <laughs> a while for my, uh, for my medication to kick in, by the way. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's probably not going to kick in until I go to sleep, like six hours time. <laughs> so the album Mike has picked is uh, Scream Aim Fire by Bullet from a Valentine. I have no idea what year that came out. I'm, I'm not 2008, the same as Shogun. Yeah. It's um, a great year yeah, so Scream Aim, Scream Aim Fire came out in January 2008, I believe, and Shogun was September. So yeah. this came out before Shogun. And then both in the same sort of lane genre of music, sort of um, yeah. your your fast, more melodic heavy metal. Trivium are heavier, I think, but Bullet have got like the distinguished sound that was coming through at the time. I think it was like a... I can't what it's called. Is it core metal? Yeah, I think it is. Metalcore. Metalcore, that's it, yeah, because I, yeah. I listen to all sorts. I don't even put them down to a title anymore, so it's like Metalcore was coming through, wasn't it? You had Avenged Sevenfold, Bullet, um, what's the other one? Atreyu, Disturbed, yeah. all that crap. I mean, it's cross-genre, isn't it? But they're all great. <clears throat> yeah, man. But I think for a little yeah, while, espe- for a little while, especially with the release of this album, I think Bullet were, like, sort of leading the way, especially in terms of popularity. Like, this album... Oh, this this album was the one that pushed them over at the top, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they've they've sold out. I think that like now they that album was their genuinely masterpiece. Like it was, fuck, I could I could still can't knock that album. Other than actually, I found out the other day that a lot of that album is altered. Oh really? Yeah, because he went on tour of doing the Poison the album before, and he fucked his voice basically. Yeah, so he had to tune a lot of the recording to Scream yeah. Fire. Well, they also apart from yeah, apart from Scream Aim of Fire, which they either auto-tuned or did do <clears throat> the actual recording for it. A lot of the vocals pulled from the demos as well. Yeah. Mm. Matt doesn't like his vocals on that album, ironically. He doesn't really like that album. 
but um, that's weird but then he he's a he's a we, we kind of talked a little bit about uh, uh bullet from valentine with joel as well and he's a bit of a, a weird one in general like i mean i think i've i've seen bullet live uh have you two seen i know mike's seen bullet live i haven't no i've seen never a bullet fan pardon which they might i've seen him three times yeah and i don't know about you personally but when i saw him live i i just didn't think he was up to standard live personally he wasn't he wasn't like the the first time i saw him they were fucking amazing but i think that was just after the release of fever it might have been september i can't remember yeah no it was no, it was fever and then i saw him after september twice and they were fucking great all three times but after fever he was going through like that vocal stage where he didn't know because of the recording of screaming fire yeah he was trying to find his voice again and it was just broken it yeah see I, I i saw them just out like uh, just after screaming fire and uh and uh i can't <clears throat> remember who they were supporting because i went to see another band and i i wasn't even really into bullet at the time did, yeah. they, do, did they do taste of chaos not sure no taste of chaos was no, oh that was that was a couple of years later wasn't it mm. But I yeah, the I, Rockstar one we all went to. That was disturbed. Oh, Papa Roach and yeah. Papa Roach, Hailstorm. Yeah. No, I, I when I terrible. saw when I saw Bullet, it was in Wales. I can't remember who, why I went there, who I went with. Did I can't remember. I don't think so, ma'am. I no, don't think so. I don't remember that. But... Oh, I remember I with Joshua you... Cameron. Mm. Yeah, I remember a bunch of you. Yeah, I remember a bunch of you going to Motorpoint to watch Bullet mm. years yeah. back. But yeah, I agree, man. Like I, after this album, I got I got this album on CD, and uh, I loved it. Really, like couldn't yeah. stop listening to it at the time. And then I went back and listened to their stuff before, which I loved as well. Um, yeah. And then yeah, basically right after this, it's Fever is the album after this, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't stand Fever. I found Fever with, like because I really liked how technically difficult they were or they were just a lot yeah. faster and a lot more flashy and then when it got yeah. to fever they really like slowed i don't want to say yeah they slowed it down and went real basic with it and i didn't like that that's not i just didn't think it suited them as well and and since then yeah, i've not enjoyed them yeah, so me, me and joel we both found well joel found metal first because i used to be into all the fucking rap and all that bollocks we grew up with rock but then we found metal through playing games so like nfl need speed all that crap but yeah. it eventually evolved. They were all on it, and Trivium. And yeah. we found, I think it was Four Words to Choke Upon. It was the first Bullet song I heard. And mm. I fucking hated it, because I didn't like Screaming at the time. I couldn't stand it. Yeah. But then Screaming Fire came out, and I think, it, what song was it? Uh, Would it have been Waking the Demon? Waking Demon's the no, big one. Waking that. the Demon was like, uh, they obviously had the video version and the Screaming version, which is the album version. Yeah. I think it was Say Goodnight, to be fair. Because it was, I was, I was still back then. I was into like the more softer metal and the yeah. normal scene, and then it just progressed like that. I think that's why I chose that album because it became like a big thing for me. Like metal yeah. was just massive. In my well, head. I think, I think for anyone getting into this kind of metal specifically, that Bullet's earlier albums are a great entry point for anybody getting into metal. Yeah, definitely. Um, because they're a lot more melodic than a lot of other metal at the time, and he yeah. does scream, but he. I don't know. His he screaming... understand what he's saying when he's screaming. Yeah, his screaming is a little bit more bearable, I, I suppose, than a lot of other people's. Or it's, yeah. it's not as rough. No. I think he's progressed in, like, over the... from Because, oh, obviously, he fucked his vocal cords from the Poison, the tour. 
and he came back with Screaming Fire, and it was obviously amazing to us, but I didn't know it was auto-tuned. Mm. The Fever, it was a bit in between. Temper Temper, he came back with really basic guitar, which pissed me off, but the screaming and the vocals were great. Mm. A lot of people don't like the vocals now. I think they're fucking ace. Like, I think he, he got them on point, and, but again, it was... It was back to, oh, it's not a fucking all-around great band. It's just you got good vocals at the moment. Your wrist yeah. is pretty shit for their standard from going from screen far to that. It was it was disappointing. <coughs> well, yeah, especially when riff-wise for Screaming Aim Fire, they are very... You, one of the things I always look at, especially with newer bands or bands that sort of came after, like, the high point of thrash in the 80s, yeah. is always see, like looking at the thread of their influences... And you can tell yeah. riff-wise, straight away, they're influenced by, you know, Metallica, Metallica. Maiden, things like Megadeth. that. Yeah, yeah, Megadeth as well, especially. Um, so all the riffs on it were that sort of Metallica, Megadeth style, where it's these complex, fast, fucking in-your-face riffs. riffs. Yeah. yeah, proper yeah. proper thrash, motherfucker riffs. Even the solos, they're fucking sick. Like, yeah. But to this day, Screaming Fire is one of my favourite solos. It is incredible. Yeah. They would, they nailed it. And back, back in this album, they just found it. They found it like their perfect sort of medium of all of that shit coming together, and it, it really worked. This, this album is by far their best album, I think. Yeah, there's no doubt. The Poison's fucking great, like for especially for a first album. But Screaming Fire just topped it. It was fucking nice. Mm. It, like it, it's really annoying because I fucking can't stand Bullet anymore. Like I very rarely listen to him. But yeah, Joel, Joel was saying the same Poison. thing. Joel was saying the same thing, and I gave up after this album. The second I heard Fever, I was like, "I'm just not into this at all. I'm not digging it." Yeah. You, you, Jake, you, you were never massively into Bullet anyway, were you? No, I thought they were posers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, 100%. I, I around that sort of time, I was still it, before I got more into punk and DIY that kind of stuff. So I was still, I was still fucking your Metallica, <laughs> Maiden, they're your gods. Yeah. They're the be-all, end-all. So anybody who even sounded a slightly slightly like Metallica, I'll judge him by Metallica standards and be like, well, this isn't injustice. Fuck off. I completely get that, to be fair. I, I've been <clears> the same <throat> with some fans, and I'm just like, what, what is your influence? Because whatever your influence is, it's fucking shit. But, but that's because <laughs> like, the metal that I like is very influenced by Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, all like, the, the great 80s thrash yeah. bands. Well, and then it progresses into what it is now, like fucking Trivium, Slipknot, um, Machine Head, all those big bangers now that would have been the next four, big four if you ask me. They still they keep that classic 80s crash sound in most of their songs, yeah. mixed with what the, yeah. the modern day Mel. I think the, the <coughs> problem the problem with Bullet, especially after this album, is that everything they were doing, there were other bands doing it better. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And even with this, like this album, they peak, and this album is really excellent. Um, and I would say it is genuinely a great album in the genre. Um, but but I would still say there are other bands that have just have like, well, yeah, I think Shogun's a better album than this, and oh, it yeah, came out definitely. the same year. Um, but having said that, like I said, this is perfect for people who are not that massively into metal yet, or getting into it's it. Anyway. And, it is, it? completely and i think for that reason it's probably better on a on a, a, a more accessible General. scale yeah yeah well i think an issue as well especially for this album is uh timing wise with it coming out in january 2008 um what two months prior you had Avenged sevenfold self-titled album which i will hold up as 
not necessarily the best album, but a very accessible metal album with great riffs, amazing yeah. technical solos, all yeah. that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. And, you know, with songs like Critical Acclaim, A Little Piece of Heaven, um, Afterlife, like, big, they were big amazing. songs. Like, to this day, they're still in my top, I reckon, at least 50 songs. <clears throat> Me yeah. and Joel have had this discussion many a times about what our top 10 would be, but it constantly changes. Uh, yeah, we cannot yeah. stick to an all time. We've got our all time favorites, but even then, it's just like they fade away. Yeah. Like Fade to Black used to be my favorite song ever. It probably is still one of my favorites. I don't talk about it. I don't hardly listen to it anymore. Yeah. But that's, <clears> that <throat> just happens. You, your music takes widens and you listen to more shit. And yeah. You, there's just more bands coming out, and that, that's just going to happen. But. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just one of those things. The thing is with Avenge, where I would say they're less accessible than Bullet. I think Avengers is definitely better than Bullet, in my opinion. But I will say I, I know people that don't like Avenged because they can't get with the way he sings. Because he's got a, such a unique voice. I love yeah. his voice. I love his voice as well, but I can understand someone not liking it. Well, it's going to sound like I think he's got one thing. of the most unique voices in metal. Yeah, exactly. And that, But that's the thing. When it's unique, it's not everyone's going to love it. But I think Avenged also has right. the benefit of you look at the core musicians in that group. So obviously... Shaz does the vocals. He's not necessarily a great singer, but he's got his unique style, which works well for the band. But you've got yeah. Sinister Gates, who's obviously classically trained guitarist and phenomenal at it. One of the best, yeah. And Zachy V ain't exactly a bad guitarist. And yeah. then during that period, obviously, we have the Rev, <clears throat> Rev on the drums. Right. And Johnny Christ is an incredibly underrated bassist. Yeah. yeah. But the Rev... Yeah, but that's because he's a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> but the, the Rev was amazing. Like, the Rev was... He was glad, mate. When he died, I actually cried. Like, legit, legit. I never yeah. cry over musicians. Like, even when Chester Burns died, I didn't cry. Mm. Even though I was savage about it. But the Rev, I think, because I just got into metal, like, I think it must have been about two years in when he died. Mm. It was the first time being a teenager I'd heard of a death in music. Yeah. And for it to be such a legend, I was like, oh, fuck, that's hit me hard, man. Because I, I, I thought that was the end of Avenged Sevenfold at the time, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think they were the drummer. Annoyingly, I'd only got into Avenged um, pretty much just after he died, so from Nightmare onwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I took yeah, the album. Yeah, that was creepingly Oh, sorry. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and especially when you hear like his little backup vocals on certain parts, or you listen yeah. to Fiction. Yeah. Because that's that's a really fucking haunting song. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna say. Something. I like the way they incorporated like when they brought the new drummers in. Because they had two, didn't they? They weren't just one straight away, I don't think. Well, I know. So Mike Portney did the tour with them, and he finished yeah, the recording. God, yeah, he's, he's insane. Well, yeah. he did the recordings. That. <laughs> Sorry, my dog again. <laughs> it's becoming a, a feature in this podcast. <laughs> Everybody, that was Fudge. Special guest. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Fudge the shit, see. Making a. Oh, he's a little shit bastard, is what he is. But he's making a. <laughs> <laughs> Making a uh, a running appearance on the podcast for the billionth time. Now, uh, <laughs> all we all we need to do to hit Connor Bingo is now for your dad to interrupt. <laughs> we start bollocking you for something. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> I need to make up bingo cards for it, actually. That's like a standard day in the co- like Connor, that doesn't it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. 
<laughs> and we get to document it on a podcast <laughs> it's the only reason i set it up is i just uh, want to put connor in the most awkward position where he's definitely going to get into an altercation at some point yeah. <laughs> this is essentially like uh, an audio documentary that you're trying to set up one day you'll have all this material and you'll piece it together to just show how fucked up my life is <laughs> i've got a better theory I'll on watch it. it do you remember <laughs> Do you remember when people used to record homeless people having fights and it's like bum fighting on YouTube? That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to. This is why we do the webcam on Skype. See, I told you. Fucking interrupted now. Yeah, that's my mum this time though. All right, I'll let her off. Right. <laughs> she brought me mozzarella sticks, so I can't be. I can't be sad about it. If you start crunching on the podcast, I will punch you through the screen. Yeah, I know, but you've been doing it quietly. I don't trust him. He's got shifty eyes. Hey! <laughs> what? Crazy eyes. <laughs> he does have crazy I eyes. Thing. I was thinking about it the other day. The yeah. last time I saw you, that like, hung around with you, because obviously I saw you at Shock Club once again, right? Oh, when yeah. we actually hung hung around with you was when we fucking tried learning how to be thy name, Machine Head's cover. Do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. You came down, my mum and dad's, and um, it's the first time we'd ever properly jammed together. And we sat, and I I had learned half the song already, I think, and then you just had to learn the the um, bass for it. I think it took us about an hour and a half, and like we we fucking aced it, and it sounded great. I'm pretty sure that's the last time we hung out. Probably, I know it's been a long, long time because I pretty much disappeared from public life for several years, <laughs> and <laughs> went off to do my own thing and get high a lot. Um, <laughs> but no, last thing like uh, "Hello Be I Name," it's probably one of the only maiden songs where i can go back to and just purely on muscle memory know every fucking single note from that song on bass and some on guitar mm. i can't I've, do the same I've completely forgot it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's, <laughs> it's the best way of dealing with a great song yeah sort of yeah fear of the dark sticks in my head though i could mm. i could pick up the guitar and play that straight away that's just so iconic now though yeah that's like one of those it's just one of those songs isn't it pure uh, this we'll get into it when we do a future podcast about maiden but fear of the dark is one of the songs i fucking hate playing because, you've because heard it so i've heard it a lot but also it's the way steve harris plays so most bassists and mike will know he did years as bass as well didn't you for yeah fair well um but most bassists you'll just play a root note and you keep that root note going you make up the scale you make it down the scale um but steve harris would Chucking a chord, then play a gallop, chucking another chord, do a gallop, hit the fucking chord again, yeah. then go down. Then. And so you're constantly having to adjust your hand as you're playing, and it's fucking painful. The amount of times that I've split my fingers open doing that, like on the edge of a pickup by accidentally cracking that. And <laughs> so Fear of the Dark was always one I hated, even though it's more of a slower version uh, for doing that. I yeah. just never liked it. But then I'm more than happy to do it in a bunch of other songs. <clears throat> Oh yeah, especially when you get into some more like the do 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 do. This is my. It did take me a while to learn that one. It was fucking definitely tricky. That's the thing with I Made, and they're just one of those bands that um, they're almost they're so good, but you don't realise how good they are until you actually start diving into the music. Yeah, it's, it's when you actually underappreciate because you got to study it. Worst thing, Number of the Beast is still one of my all-time favourite guitar solos. The, um, the first one by, I think it's Dave Murray solo. 
This is fine. What we're gonna do is we're gonna play just little guitar solo. Oh, I would grab my actual guitar and attempt to play it, but I fear it'd be an embarrassment for all involved. <laughs> so it's probably best not doing. <laughs> no, that's what we need to do. We need to do. Um, do you remember on Buzzcocks where they used to do, uh, you know, intros, where you'd have to. Do you remember watching everyone Buzzcocks? No, yeah, I'm just slightly looking at Mike because it looks like he's blowing up a balloon. <laughs> that's just for tits. <laughs> is that your bowl? Yes, it's bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just so confused as to what's going on. Which yeah, like for about a second I thought it was a balloon, and then I realised that it's made of China. <laughs> so, <laughs> most most balloons from are, China. <laughs> most balloons are not ceramic. Well, I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I could hear the scraping as well. That's usually a key indicator <laughs> that it's not a balloon. <laughs> sorry, I'm on the last marble. Stop now. It's all right, mate. Um, for people who don't know, right. like, I've just gotten back from work, so him eating on the podcast is perfectly acceptable. Connor chomping down on his mozzarella sticks in a loud bastard fashion. Not so acceptable. Wait, can you actually hear me chomping them down? <laughs> no, no one can. <laughs> I just want to abuse you. No, I just sound like you got a mouthful of cock like normal. <laughs> I he does have blowjob eyes. What? I have blowjob eyes. Yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you look like you can maintain beautiful eye contact whilst going down on a man. I don't know if it's gay or blowjob eyes or the comment you just gave it. <laughs> so I <laughs> think the really the really cool thing about screaming fire. Oh, here we go. Back on the main topic. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> well, I need another break. We talked we talked a little bit about it anyway, um, with like Matt Tuck uh. with his singing. Did you the first guest to do that? I knew this one was going to be trouble, man. Like, the thing is, I, I can rein you in and get it back onto topic, but I can't rein both of you in. <laughs> well, you're forgetting. I haven't seen Mike in such a long time. And same with the Jaw one as well. Like, I've got to show off a bit. <laughs> be a bit of a dick. <laughs> Mike's being as bad. <laughs> this is what me and Mike used to be oh, like back in the heyday. <laughs> yeah, for those who didn't hear, Mike did let out an audible ripper. No, they'll, they'll be able to hear it. That was loud. <laughs> and he now has a nice brown stain running down his arse. Oh, God. Asking like everyone now. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just witnessing two people fall apart. Connor, talk about Scream Aim Fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if it's funny because it's over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it was quite loud. It was quite loud. It was quite loud. <laughs> so the thing about Matt Tuck, right, <laughs> is we talked about it a little bit in Joel's podcast as well, and we've mentioned it here. He struggled with his singing a little bit, and we also mentioned Joel's podcast that like he's a bit arrogant. Um, and yeah 
And the thing is, so throughout all of Bullet's career, he's taken he's taken the reins and he's sort of in a really toxic way as well. He's sort of been like, yeah, it's my band. I'm doing all of this. I write the music and everything yeah. like that. Now, that is a bit of a dick move, in our opinion. I'm speaking for you, but I mean, we all agree that's probably a bit of a dick move. Having, oh, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> it does take a lot of skill. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Having said that, like, well, then you can go, well, this whole great album was basically his doing, which is quite I, impressive. I can't judge him on that based solely on the fact that I wouldn't split up our band whilst we were doing Grease over musical differences. So <laughs> yeah, you keep bringing that up. <laughs> it's because it was a highlight of my life. It was the only time yeah. that I felt like I was a proper musician. <laughs> with, the with the band. <laughs> I'm glad we both went to that. We're going to keep making Venom. Pardon him? Venom is actually a great album from Bullet. Like, that was, uh, like, yeah, me and Joel, thought, like, even Joel listened to that. Joel gave up Bullet Fever, essentially. And, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, because I think it, well, it was Temp Temper was before Venom, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then, like, after Temp Temper, I, like I said, I didn't mind it. It wasn't great. So I was slowly giving up on myself. And then Venom came out, and it was like the old bullet. It was, it was melodic, great riffs, thrashy as fuck, good solos, and good lyrics. I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard it. Um, like I said, I, I, completely, I gave them up, so I never, I never went back, sort of thing. But I'll yeah. give that a listen. Well, the... Um... Going back to him being arrogant and wanting to be creative and in control of everything, mm-hmm. did you see what how much he's credited as doing on this album? No, I haven't. I haven't actually. So vocals, guitar, bass, <clears throat> production, like fucking everything. Everyone yeah. else still gets a credit on it, but it's like, yeah, well, I've done all this. So yeah. I wonder how many disputes they've had over royalties at some oh, point. On screen, is that on Screaming Fire? Yeah. Yeah. Ball tune gets the fucking main royalty on that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on the album as a whole, but yeah, auto tune, mm. auto tune, and crappy demos are the yeah. two main sources. Uh, I, I actually met in um, I met Padge, the guitarist from Bullet in February. Connor, can you put your tit away, please? Oh, it's distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's nowhere near as arrogant. Like, he was generally a nice bloke. Well, the guitarist. Yeah, because we went to see Five Finger Death Punch in Cardiff in February, and he was in the crowd in the smoking oh, area. Cool. We were all over the fag, and I, I recognised him straight away. I walked up to him and I chat with him. But he was there advertising a band that he's producing. Nice. <clears throat> gave, gave me a badge there for the front. It's fucking brilliant. But he was like generally down to earth. I didn't care. Whereas yeah. I, I think if I met Matt, it would have been like, yeah, I want my own fucking private area where I can go smoking all this bollocks if I'm going to be in the crowd and yeah. shit like that. That's the thing, though, but man, some some talented people be like that. Uh, it's just, it's just. Uh, yeah, which I get, but sometimes you need that mentality to get as far as you go. I reckon if he wasn't that way, they may not have gotten big. Do you know what I mean? No. Do you want, do you want me to invite him on the podcast? Huh? Me... Which one of us are you erring at? I'm erring at you, Jake. Keep okay. Up. Do you want me to invite him on the podcast so we can tell him he's arrogant? Who Matt the Tuck. oh Matt, Matt Tuck <laughs> yeah yeah he he'd be sure to come on. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Dudes from Plymouth have invited me to a podcast. <laughs> hey, it's happened once so far. They called me an arrogant prick, and 
Why has he got an American accent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a good that's preposterous. I don't know why I've got an American accent. I'm Is from the Valley. I'm from the Valley. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know where I went from at some point. I was transitioned into a Scouse accent. So he said, fucking steal your hubcaps. What are you fucking prick? <laughs> Uh, our indian fans are going to love this material but the scouse fans it's going to be a it's going to be a backlash so i need to write a list of how who i've offended so far on the podcast so the queen yeah yeah this is this is a good one for that man queen and freddie Mercury. i've offended yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, this all won't be broadcasted <laughs> This I don't think. First, where you turn around and go, no, it's too, too, too volatile. <laughs> I don't think this one's getting monetized by YouTube anytime soon. No, no. <laughs> For fear of public outrage. <laughs> oh, there's going to be an effigy of me burning in Plymouth City Centre, like on Sundial. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think of his uh, songwriting then? In this album specifically? It's fucking ace, man. It's, it's pure. Like a lot of it is the classic thrash feel to me. Like Scream and Fire singing about war, and that is all a lot of bands sung about in the thrash era. And yeah, it, it's, it's definitely it, influenced. It fucking suits that style of guitar, the style of music. It just mm-hmm. suits it down to a T. Then you got things like Waking a Demon, which is very creative. Because it's, it's, it's obviously like the music video portrays it as Waking a Werewolf and all that shit, but it's yeah. obviously about fucking your own demons. And that riff, that riff is so fucking good as well. Yeah. Ah, yeah, man. Right. Was, when I finally learned that guitar, cream little pants, it was one of my favourite moments. <laughs> like, like learning guitar ever. <clears throat> but now I, I play it and I'm like, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue, like, when you learn something that you've wanted to learn for ages. I remember first learning from the bell tolls and then afterwards going, well, oh, that's pretty fucking easy, wasn't it? <laughs> Cliff Burton's overrated. Such a fine example, to be fair. It's like one of the most boring songs to play on guitar. But it just sounds epic. Yeah. <laughs> As a general, the song sounds amazing. And even the guitar sounds class. When you play it, it's just like, it's very basic chord movement. <laughs> but I, I, I've got to the point with guitar that I want to progress. Like, I think that's why yeah. I stopped playing as well. Because I'm just, I'm stuck in a rut with it. I'm bored of just learning songs. And then, yeah, I can do this. I want to be able to fucking actually master it. Do which, your, um... Without less, I don't think I'm going to be able to. No, there's my playing no... style is just arrogant. There's I'm another way of stuck ways. There's another way of doing it, mate. Which is the way I'm going to do with bass eventually. Um, do your grades. Do what? Do, do your, your grades. grades. So you can grades. get the, yeah, yeah. So you can get your actual um the books with the lessons in them effectively, which would take you through the grade tests. Right. Which might introduce you to a few more bits and bobs. Yeah, because it, yeah, it will um. Well, I think it will look more. I've only got the first couple at the moment. I haven't actually looked at them yet for bass. I mean, I've had them for about six months, um, but it's it more or less can take you down music theory as well, yeah. which helps composition, which is what oh, I suck at. <clears throat> I might have a look there. Yeah, they do something just stuck in a rut. Failing that, pick a complete random genre. Yeah, yeah, I'm weird. He said start learning blues, and I was like, yeah, because I've heard blues is a really big progression point, yeah, especially yeah. for like rhythm. Like, just feeling the guitar. And I, I'm like, yeah, it does sound great. But like I said, I'm fucking arrogant with playing guitar. I'm very <laughs> stuck in my ways, which is just play as fast as I can, play as hard as I can. And mm. it's always worked for me. It just, 
Rod picked up the guitar because Joel picked up the guitar. I started learning because yeah. he started learning. And yeah. he, he started learning fresh. And it was like, yeah, all right, I'll start learning fresh. And it's just, it's just not been the same since. But then obviously, I, I, like in my head, I progressed past Joel because Joel stopped playing. And to be fair, he said, he said the same thing. He said Joel's amazing guitar. guitar, but he, he stopped. And it was just like, oh, sorry. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need to get yeah. a separate. We need to get a separate mic for his arse. <laughs> yeah, like a fart funnel that projects a sound it's out of the arse. Like, it's like we got a full person on the podcast that's got a lot to say. My <laughs> bitch. Try on the podcast. That's free of my ass. <laughs> oh, Con- Connor knows what it feels like to have a rap in my ass. Then you can. Oh goddamn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did. You remember that story, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, this is so we had a sleepover years and years ago. Cartman. Yeah, basically, years and years ago. Up next. Oh man, it's it's great. Mean next. <laughs> oh god, I think you got to tell it. Nah, it's all good, mate. <laughs> Connor, I have told the story on the podcast of me racing disabled people from a bus stop back to my yeah, house. Yeah, all right, all right, that's so, fair. I have. <laughs> Uh, you'll have to listen to the episode with uh, episode number four with <laughs> Gary Brooking for that one, which oh, the is the uh, standards. The standards are lowering and lowering. <laughs> but basically, yeah, this is like wacky races. <laughs> but back in the back in the day where we used to have uh, sleepovers and stuff, where we used to play video games and drink a bit and have some snacks and stuff, and Mike used to have this cool like attic, which was our like like gaming attic where we all like stayed up there and slept, and. Uh, I passed out first, and I felt the brunt of Mike's ass waking me up, essentially. He sat right on my face. Oh, it was close. Yeah, but it was me laid one way, and then you were laid opposite way, so head to toe. And then Adam was the same way as me, the opposite side of you. <laughs> and me and me and Adam were just sat watching videos on, I think it was a Sony Ericsson at the time, the phone. <laughs> and um, I said to Ads, I was like, mate, I need a shit. And he's like, well, you can't get out. You're going to wake Connor up. I was like, fuck him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the assholes that we were back then. I still am, to be fair. But... <clears throat> and then I said, well, I'm not moving. I was like, all right, I'll try and make it a fart. And that, that was it. It was like, yeah, this is coming now. And then uh, I had the bright idea to just cock a leg over Connor because I'll use head to toe. <laughs> His nose pretty much was in my ass crack and fart. <laughs> and then he woke up and punched me in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the, right. the, the thing, thing though, was it could have ended up being yeah Cameron laughing his ass we all finished laughing our ass off for about five minutes and then we stopped and then we was Cameron who thought was asleep on the floor and just giggle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh to be fair like I think I got Connor back for you because I once punted Connor in the balls <laughs> yeah really hard so this is another story we went camping <laughs> up on the moors um with a load of us uh, again with some drink and stuff like that, that was and a next, lot of us yeah and uh, we were setting up the tents, and I'm bent over, like, genuinely setting up the tents. And Jake's, like, Jake's, like, a, what, half a football field away. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, you're, like, he's quite, he's quite far away. But I'm bent over. back when I was still sort of, like, in football shape as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could still put on a bit of pace. Well, the way I think back on it is Jake just saw an opportunity and went for it. Yep. And he <laughs> ran, and I didn't know. So I'm bent over, I'm, I'm setting up the tent. And all I hear are these, like, footsteps, like, really fast running up to me. And before I have a chance to get up or turn around, 
he's hit me, that he's kicked me so hard in the balls from behind. My legs lifted off the ground. Like there was there was a good second where I was completely in the air, and and I was laying on the floor for about an hour. I thought I was gonna die. It to be was fair, I think for like all of our friendship, you've always been subject to abuse. He was yeah, yeah, of course I have. Anybody listening to this podcast has worked that out by now. He was not but happy. You and Josh, it. to be fair, you and Josh are at the worst. Josh yeah. still gets a bad now. Yeah, Josh, Josh does still get a bad now. Well, I think after... No, before before I planted Connor as well, he was trying to take photographs for his... Um, for art, I think. He yeah. was taking like, photographs even more, and I just slept in front of the camera and fucking whipped my trousers down. Yeah. <laughs> just bared my ass on it. Because why not? <laughs> and all all look, I heard from the dark abyss. All, all I heard from behind us was when I go to Swift to shout, "That is the hairiest ass I have ever seen." Yeah. <laughs> so, from that point on, I was known as Whoopie Ass. Whoopie Ass. Connor also gave me the nice nickname of Cannon Cock at one point as well. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> it was we both gone to the toilet at the same time, and you had listened to me piss. I didn't listen. To you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that, that, makes it, that, that makes it sound like I had my ear pressed against the wall. Just you pretty much did. No, I we, were in side, we were in cubicles this side by side, both pissing, and I can hear my own piss over yours because it was so fucking loud. So he decided to wait for me right outside my cubicle. So as soon as I came out, he just went, You piss so loudly, so you got cannon for a cock. <laughs> And like literally everywhere we went, everywhere we went for about a year after that, it was just like we'd always end up needing the toilet at the same time. He's just like, I'm embarrassed by this. I was <laughs> <laughs> being stuck in Taunton um, on that failed trip to get you on Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like cannon cock right again. <laughs> it was like the first time we've been in a place for a couple of years. Oh, that's uh, actually we just need to keep talking about my great nicknames at school. I was nicknamed Babe Magnet for some reason. <laughs> Who nicknamed you that? Uh, so it, 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 <laughs> self No, that was um that was Flockar, Adam and I can't remember if Daryl was involved at that point. But actually no, I'm not gonna go into that story, that's not mine to tell. <laughs> I just realised there was a very awesome story. <laughs> I'm sorry people, that may be on like a Patreon special if you all want to pay for it. <laughs> Where I accidentally blistered one of our old school friends. <laughs> Put it this way, somebody decided to use their mattress as a masturbatory aid. Oh, God. They, If I remember rightly, they got a... This is going to sound like I'm talking about one of the guys that I've just mentioned. It's not. But they... um, I can't remember if they got, like, a carrier bag and then put, like, a, a warm, moist flannel in there and then put it, in between the fuck, their ma- put it in between their mattress and the frame and just fucked it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it Adam Hill by any chance? <laughs> no, no, it's not. The Birmingham. There is, there is no hope for this podcast. It was definitely there is no <laughs> hope for this it was podcast. Definitely Adam who was wanking in the bed in Birmingham. Because if you remember, right, you blame for this. But I think I've been tame. <laughs> it's hundred percent my fault. No, in all fairness, you, Mike, you you contributed, but you have been tame for what you are. Sorry, <laughs> low. Unfortunately, Mike's egged me on without realising. <laughs> I've just become this mutant beast. Um, but no, it's definitely it was definitely Adam who was wanking in the bed at uh, Birmingham. Because if you remember rightly, he was horny all that fucking time. 
like the three days we were there it was constantly going on like we've got to find some girls and to the point where he leapt on the bed at one point and just started fucking a missionary <laughs> like, we just want some that's stuff. Adam every trip ever yeah, that is Adam. Adam that is literally Adam I really, I'm that. really I'm really excited for when he comes on this podcast now because there's no way he would have listened to this episode until he's had a drink he's completely sound like, he will not be like that yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing though I don't think he'd feel shame. So no, even no, he he don't. Him, he's, got, he's got no embarrassment, mate. Yeah, he would just own it. Yeah. I mean, I've once seen that, <laughs> I've once seen that man, and I'm pretty sure... I can't remember. I think both of you were there as well. When he fucking... He stripped off Stark Bollock naked, and it was during the, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge thing, and we had filled a wheelbarrow oh, full yeah. of people. That was at, um, and that was at Adam's house. In his yes. Yeah, because he stripped off, ran into the wheelbarrow, and then someone set flower on him. <laughs> yeah. It was Cameron, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Were you there for that, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hell. That was, Mate, that was that's classic. We used to drink a lot together. Yeah. Many, many photos of, of me pretending to fuck you. <laughs> From what I could tell, that was my main party thing. Oh, that came up with the memories of it, That was called his fucking... Was it your 18th? I couldn't go out, could I? When we had that... Um... You had your party at the fucking... I think it was on it, no. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Was that your 18th? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah it was. That. that was my 18th, yeah. yeah. That was the that one was where... good times, man. We got Who's pissed that? at Chris Groves. Yes, that was Chris it. Groves house. Yeah, because I couldn't go out, could I? So we got, all got hammered at Chris Groves' house. And then uh, walked over to your party. That was all of us dressed in shirt and ties, all doing the Barney fucking Stimson there. Yeah. yeah. So I was Be obsessed with my mother one of again. Yeah. Um, but no, there I can't remember where a lot of them were. To be honest, I know a lot of them. I walked back from Southway back to Liam. But aside from that, I don't know where in Southway they all the drinks were happening. I just happened to be there. Three trucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. right. It all improved after I found cocaine. That was. <laughs> did I say that out loud again? Yeah, you did. You said that out loud again. <laughs> oh no, the rosas are gonna get me. <laughs> Guys, it's okay. I'm clean and sober. Have been for a while. It's painful. I don't want to be, but I am. <laughs> kids do drugs. No, kids don't do drugs. I might as well. I might as well not be here at this point. <laughs> I can't. I can't control. <laughs> Just start talking about music again. <laughs> for anybody who's listening to this one, I. I'm not going to apologise for my behaviour. Fuck you. <laughs> Alright, here's a question. Get us back into is the, our, into our, the, is our guest things. having to take control? Because yeah, I, I am. I, I've given up. I've, I've lost the wheel. I've given up. Oh, this fucking, is not happening. Right, it's more cost that podcast now, bitches. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome to the songs that made us. Host Mike Ditch. <laughs> what would you class as your top metal album of the last decade? I know you're not massive metal fans anymore, but you've obviously listened to a lot of albums over the last ten years. Nightmare. By Avenged. Nightmare yeah. is a good shout. Um, Other than your favourite albums, I reckon, actually. Because Shogun would be involved in that thing. No, it wouldn't. No, no, Shogun is no. 2003, you said? Yeah. <clears throat> God, I, I don't know for me, man. I, I haven't listened to much metal in a long time. Um, the thing is, I like when I dip back into metal, I go in, back into classics that I never listened to before. Right. Sort of thing. So I was suddenly like, not long ago, I was like, I never really listened to Slayer. So I'll go back and I'll listen to Slayer. 
Or I'll yeah. be like, oh, I remember liking Machine Head. I'm going to go listen to some more Machine Head sort of thing. Um, Nightmare is a really good shout. I did. I loved that album to pieces when it fucking came out. I still love that album. Yeah. Um, is is All Hope Is Gone in the yeah, last yeah. episode? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 2008. I could be right. You now. might be right, actually. No, I think you are right. I thought it was 2010. No, I remember it still coming out when I was at school. So, yeah, the, uh, August 20th, 2008. Look at you uh, go, man. Yeah, a fucking great year for music, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in hindsight, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Which, ironically, I, like, it's, it's fucking weird to say it, but because of the amount of great music that's been in the last decade, the Slipknot's latest album is my favourite album in the last decade. Yeah. Joel said the same thing. <clears throat> I, I haven't, I've only listened to it the once, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. Um, it's fucking it's a musical masterpiece just an oh, all round you guys have hyped it up for me I'm going to get back into it again so outside of metal, outside of metal then Connor what would be just your album of the last decade album of the last decade oh fuck me man I don't know uh, I listen to like a massive like uh, of any genre any genre Shit. The album over the last decade. So, and don't play the card of I listen to a lot of music. We both well, no. host a music podcast. Yeah, 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 of course. So I would. <laughs> Under I would the probably, assumption we both listen to The thing to music. is, is I'm gonna say one, and then you guys won't know it. But like, I, I, I would probably say for me, it is a bit of a generic pick for people who do know the album. But I'd say Frank Ocean Blonde. Um, <laughs> yeah, no idea what that is. <laughs> Frank Frank Ocean's a great R and B uh, sort of um, hip hop soul singer. Uh, he's got a fucking amazing voice. You'd know uh, one or two of his tracks. There's the the track that was famous on like um, Vine back in the day, where it's like a tornado flew around my room before oh, yeah. it came. Yeah, that's actually that that's actually one of his songs. Thinking about you, nice. on his Channel Orange album. I still uh, have no idea. Yeah, basically, wasn't... he he's got the most amazing voice, and he produces a lot of his own stuff, and it's really fucking good. Um, <laughs> If we're sticking to hip hop as well, maybe Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy, because that album is insane. Um, and then if not hip hop, then I'll go Tame Impala, um, Currents, which is a good sort of indie rock and roll album. Which you guys wouldn't listen to any three of them, so there's no point in me bringing them up. Twenty four seven rock star shit by the Cribs, the album that literally saved my life. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> That is a fucking... The Cribs are sick. Um, Indeed. There's no going around that. So what, I've got what you, about you, Mike, in the last decade? Non-metal for you, though. We'll make non-metal. It <laughs> fucking right. I don't listen to anything, but... No, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's hard. It's like my two genres are pretty much metal or piss-up music. <laughs> and when I'm pissed off, I don't really pay attention to the music I get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, non-metal. That's the problem. There's been know. so many like, fucking I albums the last to... It's hard to think of a single album anyway. There's definitely an album out there. Yeah, there's definitely an album out there that I've, I prefer than all the albums I've said that I probably can't remember right now. To be fair, I forgot about Anthem for Doom Juice by um, Libertines. That oh, is that, absolute... the, is that the last 10 years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yes, um, that's when I had a Gunga Din and Fame of Fortune on. That would be on mine as well, then. We. 
and they played it all yeah, live. Thanks, to be fair. Non-metal album. I don't think I've listened to an album in full when I say it's metal. You're just a proper metalhead, mate. I'm stubborn as fuck, mate, with music. Yeah. I'll I'm you... not at the same time. Like I'm getting, I'm getting. Ah, I don't know. It's just no. Motley Crue's to class as metal, isn't it? I suppose. Cruise, I suppose yeah. you'd say glam. Yeah. But glam, that's glam but... metal still. But... Still <laughs> metal, isn't it? Yeah. I hate glam. It's Motley so Crue much. in the last ten years. No. No, I was about to say I discovered <laughs> in the last ten years, so it's like maybe, maybe that's... I can get away with that one. But... Yeah, I remember the re-release of Smoking in the Boys' Room from 2014. <laughs> <laughs> or Kickstart My Heart 2, the sequel. <laughs> fucking sequel? No. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Nicky Six had another overdose he had to sing about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? That's what the original was about. I mean, yeah, you're right. He had an overdose, they threw him into a dumpster, <laughs> and he got resuscitated by paramedics. What about a, a Pendulum Immersion? Is, did that come out in the last 10 years? No, that was 2007, I think. How are you guys so good with dates? Jesus Christ. What the fuck happened to Pendulum? They were a big deal for like two seconds. No, so after their Immersion uh, release, which was a fucking amazing album, uh, they disbanded, and then uh, basically half of them went and made the drum and bass group Knife Pie, which are really fucking good as well. If you like drum and bass. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think it was announced recently, actually, I may be wrong, that Pendulum are getting back together. Yeah, I heard that like a year or two ago. Yeah, which I'd be fucking super happy for. Oh shit! Yeah. What about what about Prodigy? Was was the one with Omen and stuff in the last ten years? I don't think Keith Flint's done a lot lately. No, of course not. <laughs> but that was recent. Like, um, is Invaders Must Die? Is that the last ten years? No. Am I, you're shaking your head at me. No, I think he's shaking it at me. Huh? Oh, shaking at me from my comment about Keith Flint. Yeah, if Invaders Must Die is in the last 10 years, then that would be up there. That's a fucking amazing album. What about Black Star by Dave Bowie? Yeah, that album's so fucking good. Uh, you you never really listened to Bowie, have you, Mike? I listened to one. Well, I wouldn't say listen to. I happen to know some of his old songs, but I wouldn't intentionally put it on. Yeah, yeah, fair. Bowie's face. Bowie's face. I would be in the same van every day. At work, um, it was like for two years running. I was working with him, mm-hmm. and he's a massive Elvis fan. Oh mate, and Elvis is sick. I got really big time into Elvis for about a good year, and some of like the older tunes, like Billy Idol and all that lot, they like started getting more into that sort of genre. Yeah, and fair man. With a rebel, but now I'm like yeah. with a guy called Jared, and it's just like he like he likes he likes all music, but he's not really a big music fan, so he just goes to the general like pop mm-hmm. and EDM and all that crap. Which again, I don't mind, but I wouldn't intentionally put it on. Yeah, yeah. The thing, mate, but, Elvis, Elvis is like, like obviously he's not underrated because he's one of the biggest. He was one of the biggest stars of all time. Yeah, but it's just not. People to don't. Band, yeah, people don't realize how fucking amazing a singer he was, though. His voice, oh, right. was, he genuinely had an amazing voice. If you listen to some of his more like um, mellower tracks or more bluesy tracks, that it's insane, <laughs> really insane. Unfortunately, his heart still produced the most amazing noise of his life. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Why is this podcast about arseholes? The worst part is, I was laughing for a good 45 seconds beforehand thinking about saying that. Like, going, I'm not going to say it. I'm not yeah, going to say it. I saw you I'm chuckling saying. and I was like, what, what's, he, what's he about to say? 
But it is weird. If, you're, if your arsehole can put you to death, perhaps he should have recorded that in the fucking studio. <laughs> Rather than steal the black man's music. Uh, fair. One last tune before he goes. Mm. Little, Little Richard was better than Elvis. Without Little Richard, there's no Lemmy. Fair. Without, without Elvis, the world continues nicely. I mean, they were both good. So, Elvis had a fascination with professional wrestling in Memphis area. Professional wrestling was huge in Memphis. Okay. And there were many, many rumours about him fucking the female wrestlers back then. Oh, wow. Respect. Yeah. And bear I mean, in mind... My boy. My boy. A lot of El- El- Elvis probably got, like, all, all of the sex all of the time. What's it's the... Elvis. That's I not think... that... That's basically, what I'm saying is, is your story isn't that remarkable, Jake. <laughs> no, but it was just, he has a thing for, like, I can't remember if it's Mildred Burke who was a female wrestler back at the time, but they were all quite sort of homely back then. Oh, right, fair. Female wrestlers. But, um, yeah, no, Elvis used to apparently go around and try and wrestle. And, uh, but, no, I think, I think my, I think my favourite rock star sex story, though, is John Entwistle's of, you know, smashing out several lines of cocaine, fucking two prostitutes, and then dying of a heart attack. Lovely. That's an epic <laughs> way to go, to be fair. Yeah, that's the way to go if you're a rock star, isn't it? That's <laughs> a way to go. It's a very rock star death. Jesus. Yeah, he 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 died as he lived, basically. I mean, <laughs> his baselines were always the equivalent of snorting several lines of coke and fucking two prostitutes. Like he never actually played in time with a song. He just did his own thing. <laughs> and Whistle did. That's why I can't rate him as a bassist. Because he's not he's not really a bassist. He's more of a well, he's a lead bassist, I suppose, but uh, he wasn't as good as uh, John Paul Jones. Jean Paul Jones. So come at me, come at me, who fans? <laughs> and Jaco Pistorius was a far better bassist than him as well. But I'm only giving out ooh la la kind of bassists now. Ooh la la. <laughs> 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 <You> okay? <laughs> I'm not dying. Oh, Corona's taking me. <laughs> I love how you devolved for a brief, like, five minutes into just responding to Jake's sentences with accents. And then it's come back to fight you in the ass. <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> Famous last like word. French speaking it. <laughs> <laughs> you are Next. falling apart, man. <laughs> Next, you'll hit me with the va-va-voom as well. Va-va-voom. <laughs> Good old oh, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry, yeah. Good old Thierry Henry. Get uh, if you guys are going to start talking about football again, I'm going to leave. No, I we don't watch football anymore, mate. So. Oh, that's right. Me and Joel talked about it earlier. We talked about the state of Norwich. Yeah, man. And I just shut off. I was like, <laughs> I, I was literally in my own world. I forgot I even existed. I was just staring into space. <laughs> I've got an idea for another podcast then, Connor. What we need to do is we need to do like the top five football chants. In uh, all... Sorry, Jake. What were you on about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, the Jake you were looking for is no longer here. It would be the the Connor you're looking for is no longer here. Football Jake has arrived. No, no, this this Jake. I'm talking about me, you twat, not you. I can't take you seriously. You're still in this sort of space capsule. <laughs> Have you noticed? So for for our listeners, this entire time I've tried to not mention it, but it's been bothering me. Um, Jake's put this weird filter on so that he looks like he's oh, in yeah. a spaceship. I did want that to be fair. <laughs> when I came on, I was like. Why has he done that? Is your room a shit <laughs> <laughs> You're trying yeah. to hide it or something. No, no, I, to be fair, I've done all of them, like, just normal with my room in the background. But I got a notification on Skype just saying, you can use these new filter backgrounds. I was like, this is going to make Connor laugh. 
it did Connor the second I opened it. <laughs> well, that's because I was also pulling a funny face at you as well, <laughs> which was basically begging you to notice. Yeah, because like, but... Connor's the most oblivious person in the world. <laughs> no, well, it turns out Mike is. I'm surprised Mike didn't mention it, in all fairness. No, I just thought it was normal, so I didn't bother. I didn't want to be like the 18th person to go, why have you got a fucking screen in the background? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is this is the debut. I have also questioned... The debut me. of Space Room. Yeah, uh, this is where I was made, and this is where I now live. I'm like one of the fucking androids from Dragon Ball. You can tell with that fucking robot arms for you, dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, a man's got to have things to do. To be fair, if he cocks that fat Jake in respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to make any promises or guarantees, just in case anyone who uh, I talk to on Tinder is listening, but... <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> I'll do a little of Slipknot. No, I'm going back now. Have you listened to Corey Taylor's new song? No. no Joel mentioned this as well. We've still got to. Corey motherfucking Taylor. You and Joel are like the same person, man. It's just you're a lot more, I don't know how to put it, falling apart. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Joel's got his shit together. What's going on, Mike? Well, I've got a kid. <laughs> I've got a something kid. right. <laughs> what do you make of Joel's new long hair? Oh, I think it suits him. To be fair, he looks badass. I'll, I'll, I'll it. Yeah, it suits him. He's had a lot of booster the family. They all think he's What do you think of Jake's purpley blue hair? It is purple. To be fair, the camera it just looks normal. Oh, yeah. yeah, the filter kind of uh, like numbs it out a little bit. Well, I, I do like the mohawk. Hmm? I do like the mohawk. Yeah. yeah, it was more mohawky a few weeks back, but I've no hokey. Mohokey is that the gay way of saying it? Mohokey. <laughs> camp way of saying. It. <laughs> I just, I just like the fact that as Connor was saying that, he was also scratching his armpit hair like in a alluring manner oh, at us. Come on, what is this podcast? What are we doing? Chat <laughs> <Hey> there. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll put it this way. Oh, I have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Connor, I can't reciprocate with my armpit hair because I did shave mine. I had a bit of a male grooming session. Yeah. Thanks no. for letting me and Mike and all of our listeners. No, no chest hair either. Why? No stomach hair. It looks weird. Um, the old natural. Yeah, I went. Well, I, no, I just thought, fuck it. And shaved down there as well. What you should have done is instead it's dyed it all purple. Oh, uh, have I told that story on the podcast yet? What? The, um, I did deny on the Arctic Monkeys one. What? The, the Tinder one with... Yeah, you with have, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you have. What? Are your pubes green as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell, I'll tell you, uh, after the podcast, Mike. It's a good story. <laughs> no. I do have two stories of me being a fucking idiot, though. If you wish to indulge me for a this is two that I haven't told yet that are fresh. Go on, go on, give it, give it, give it, give them here. <laughs> so the first give one. Them to me. The first one. So I'm starting a law degree next year, in February. Sorting out my student fine. Yeah, this guy. Everyone listening, this guy right here with all the shit he comes out with is starting a law degree. <laughs> it's so I know when I'm committing libel or not. <laughs> it's a preventative measure. <laughs> um, I mean, you could also big me up and say that I'm a really intelligent person, that the law degree would suit me and I can make a shit ton of money and make this podcast fucking spectacular. But no, instead you bring me down. 
I'm sorry. I would never do that to one of my closest <laughs> friends. I wouldn't expect you to do it to me, Jake. So I you're, shouldn't do it to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're a beautiful man with beautiful eyes. Thanks, mate. Blowjob eyes, apparently. <laughs> Bedroom eyes, some would say. <laughs> Dark and dusky. All right, what's the story? <laughs> so um, I, I put my student finance request like months ago. Going through it, it's all like, because I need to... Um, sending my passport or whatever or do a scan of my passport to be like i am who i am but my passport is 20 years out of date and i was about four when the picture was taken and it looks like i've got a far more impressive beard than i ever did in my life because of the way the shadow hits me which is brilliant i love it um, and i may upload it at some point so people can see because it's majestic it looks like i've got a full joel ditch going on you know <laughs> i look like a little fucking monkey more than anything like, do you remember the kid in um in the kid in Jumanji when he starts turning into a monkey? Yeah, that's yeah. how he, he looks, he looks like him. <laughs> uh, but but I came to the realization as I'm looking through my uh, student finance application, I'd done it for the wrong fucking year. I was sat there going, oh, I'm really intelligent here. I'm def- <laughs> apparently according to my own brain, I'm studying this year, and I did not fucking agree to that. So I had to go the fucking process again. Um, and the second one was I made a major faux pas last night on Tinder. Um, so I've been I've been chatting to a person. I don't want to uh, you know break any break any ground here, but there are people I chat to occasionally. Okay, nice. And and I wish to say nothing more on that subject. Uh, but no, uh, we were just talking about how fucking hot it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much half blobfish at this point. Went send a gif of a blobfish. There's a picture of fish with all love hearts around it next to it. And I accidentally clicked that, sent that. And my immediate reaction was to be like, ah, what have I done? <laughs> I did not mean to send that. Fuck off. There's no love hearts for you. <laughs> this is what I meant to send. Love fish. <laughs> is that what you told her? Sorry, didn't mean to send that. Here's an actual blob fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's the most disappointing. From her perspective, she could have been like, ah, ah. To be fair. I don't think I was rocking her work beforehand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this latest disappointment is a long string of disappointments prior. <laughs> but aside from that, I've got no no new fresh stories of me being a failure or me hiding down at aisles in Sainsbury's or anything like that. Oh, man, that's disappointing. You need to go to Sainsbury's more. We need content that isn't just Mike farting. <laughs> hey, that's the best well, content you're going to get. I did refuse to sleep in a room with you the other week. And slept on a kitchen floor, a hardwood kitchen floor, face down, and snored my ass off. Apparently, that's true. That's true. So me, we, for our, for our listeners, uh, we went water. to. All oh, right, yeah. So for our <laughs> listeners, we went to um, a party, um, with some really close friends of ours, and uh, it's the first time. Oh yeah, Harriet Davies. He's been on the episode before. Hello, Harriet, if you're listening. Um, yeah, we love you, and sorry for all the smut in this podcast. Um. I wonder uh, if she remembers me. Yeah, she would probably remember you, ma'am. She fucking hated me, so it'd be interesting. She yeah, she'll definitely, to... she'll definitely remember you then. Do you want us to, <laughs> do you want but... us to quiz her on a podcast, like, in a few weeks' time? Hey? Yeah, do you yeah, want yeah. us to interrogate her on a podcast in a few weeks' time? Be like, do you remember Mike did? <laughs> yeah, he's a little cunt, that's what she'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exact I really hope as well. she says those exact words, yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we went to a party around there with a load of other friends from, um, like, old um, classmates from drama and stuff. And it's the first time Jake had any, drunk any alcohol in six years, was it? Yeah, thereabouts. Six years, um, which for anyone listening, it's not a case of like 
Jake went into relapse or anything like that. It's something he wanted to do. Um, yeah, it's just something you were you were ready for, wasn't it, mate? I don't have to justify it. I don't have to speak for you. Anyway, I'm carrying I mean, on with the story. I don't, I don't know if I was ready, but I decided to commit. <laughs> yeah, so, and commit he did fucking hard. So we went to Asda to get some uh, beers and stuff beforehand, and Kieran was dropping us to Harriet's, and Jake thought, oh, yeah, what I'll do to pay Kieran for driving us just to Tavistock, which is a few miles, <laughs> I'll buy him a whole bottle of Jägermeister, a big bottle, because that way I'll be able to drink it while I'm there. And uh, so Jake, <laughs> this is Machiavellian thoughts. That yeah, while, while we're all having this lovely evening and catching I'm up s- and everything like I'm that, I'm sorry, but what else? What else? I buy? I'm pretty sure there's a bottle of vodka in a twelve pack. Yeah, there's a bottle of vodka in a twelve pack of beer. All well, of which so. was consumed. Yeah. So basically, we all got there. We're having a lovely evening, and Jake is just getting hammered, like proper drunk. He's having the best time of his life, but <laughs> you know, really, really drunk. And he does smash twelve beers. A whole bottle of Jägermeister with our friend Kieran and goes fucking hard on a bottle of vodka straight as well. Um, luckily, you weren't an aggressive drunk that night or anything like that. You were just having the time of your life. We were playing that game Heads Up where you hold your phone to your head and the person holding the phone up has got to guess what's written on the phone while other people act it out. Jake... Nobody told me that cheating was not allowed. Well, no, drunk Jake just didn't understand the concept. So every time someone left it up, Jake was like, well, it's this. <laughs> he kept reading it out, and everyone was like, "Jake, shut the fuck up! We're trying to perform it." The he's best... like, but it's this though. It's it says it right there. The best part about it is I was still relatively in control at that point. Yeah. Um, so it was just me being me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst part. It definitely got to a stage where it was winding down though, and well, everyone was winding down apart from Jake. Jake was definitely hype city, um, <laughs> and he was riding high and he was getting a bit bit drunk. So we were like, <laughs> "All right." I was very drunk, I'll have yeah. you know. So I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get Jake some water, and uh, we'll, we'll go outside, we'll have a cigarette, I'll talk him down, everything like that. So I get him a glass of water, we go outside for um, a cigarette, and then I hand Jake the glass of water, and uh, Jake looks at it, he goes, ah, water? And I was like, yeah, man, you need it, just have a have a glass or two, then you can get back and have a couple of beers, all right? And he's like, oh, all right, like that. So he drink, he, he, he has a massive, like, load of water put into his mouth. And I thought he swallowed it. But he's just staring at me dead in the face with the really most intense look. And I just say, what? And before I finish <laughs> saying the word what, he spits it all over me. Like, right in my face and down me and everything like that. And I'm in the doorway, so it's gone into the house as well. Like I'm a fucking llama. I was just like, you fucking prick. He's pissing himself laughing. And I have a distinct like feeling because he's holding a pint glass of water glass and the way jake was acting i was so certain he was about to throw it <laughs> for no reason it's, so i'm like i'm it, now just like to put a bit of context there as well it's not like i haven't done that before exactly, i have yeah. famously once smashed a bottle outside our friend's house and when connor tried to cover me and say you know, like oh he just dropped it i just proceeded to shout no i fucking smashed it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> Um, um i've had many instances i did it in my own house party once so yeah so i had a brief wrestle with jake to get this glass off of him but then he downed the water and he was all good and then everyone else was winding down they were going to bed and me jake and kieran were supposed to be sleeping in like this living room on the on a few sofas that were there but jake refused to go to bed and refused to come in so he lies down face first on the wooden 
floor in the kitchen in the middle of the kitchen with his face buried in his backpack and almost straight away falls asleep <laughs> which is rare for me because i'm an insomniac yeah and I all guess. night all night he was joking and yelling to everybody like literally yelling but he thought he was probably having an inside voice going i'm not sleeping in the same room with connor connor snores he's got the worst fucking snore on earth and he'll keep me up all fucking night Within minutes of him being asleep, dead, face first, on the fucking floor in the kitchen, you hear this rapid, <laughs> loud snoring. And by rapid, I mean he's it, it, doing this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all inhale, and we're not sure whether he's ever breathing out. <laughs> but the thing is, the front room, this is quite a big house, and the front room is quite some distance away from the kitchen. And we're, me and Kieran are laid down in the in the front room, and we can hear it as though he's in the room with us. <laughs> it was so stupidly loud. And the okay. next morning, everyone wakes up, goes into the kitchen, and he's still there, like, completely in the same position, like, passed out stone cold on the floor. Well, I, think, I think Kieran came in, did a few bits first, he buggered off. I then woke up, and then Harriet and Kieran came in, and all I could hear was Harriet shout, Oh, and he's on the floor. <laughs> to which I just raised my middle finger up in the air and waved it in their general direction. And then they, and then everyone proceeded to ask me like, "Oh, are you okay? You, you know, you got a hangover?" It's like, "Nope, I'm feeling fucking fantabulous." Yeah, you were annoyingly okay. I was a bit drained the next day. I wasn't hungover, but you were annoyingly but okay. I just slept back. Did you sleep for? Uh, about six hours. Around about that. I was gonna say, it tends to be like the best thing for it, doesn't it? I know sometimes you do wake up a thick head, but. Good night, sleep. Yeah. Normally, you have no I, you have no idea how drunk he was, man. It was, he was he was riding on the biggest high. It was brilliant because ev- everybody who I fucking spoke to, like at work, at the party, my friends, whatever, were all like, "You do rise. You're gonna have a fucking massive hangover. You cannot drink the way that you used to." So yeah. okay, I'll take that as a challenge. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's the thing. You just you, that's the thing you were doing. You were proving to yourself that you could get absolutely smashed and be okay. And then you were proving to yourself that you wouldn't be hungover. I I, I, I remember shouting at everybody using my inside voice, I like to think. But it was probably very much shouting. I know I apologise a lot for being drunk. But um, I shouted at everybody. Positive mental attitude. That's how you don't have a hangover. The <laughs> story literally sounds like you as all of us. Yeah, it's essentially the same shit. Different well, day, different age. But- Put it this way, all I proved is that I could drink everyone under the table and wake up fine. <laughs> well, I like to think that... it was my successful story. <laughs> well, on that boastful note, um, should we say our favourite songs from the album? Well, <laughs> as a podcast host, Connor, I believe you should. Because, let's okay. face it, I've written the majority of the song. So, Mike, we do this thing where we guess each other's favourite songs from the album. Did you want to go first in guessing mine and Jake's? Uh... Waking a demon like... corner. What's that? Waking a demon for you. Mm. That's and... a yes. It's not a yes. Uh, he would take it out on me or screaming fire for Jake. <clears throat> okay. What do you reckon, Connor? I was going to say scream aim fire for you, Jake. Although okay. partially I was thinking waking the demon for you. Um, Mike, I have no idea what your favourite on this album would be. I, I kind of want to say Deliver Us From Evil. I don't know why. I feel like I remember you singing that back in the day. I used to love that song, but to be fair, it's probably one of my least favourite songs. Fair, fair, fair. I am going for Mikhail. Um, say Goodnight. 
for Connor, I'm going Waking the Demon. Ooh. Was anybody right about anyone's? Mike was. Mike was right about me. You said Scream Aim Fire as well, didn't you, Con? Yeah. So, yeah, Mike got both the right answers that you could have had, which is um, Take It Out On Me and Scream Aim Fire. Nice. And, yeah, you also got it right. Yeah. What about you? Mine is always been Heart's Best Into Fire. I fucking love that song. <laughs> I always um, forget that song's on the album. Yeah, man, it's such a great song. I, I just like the build of it. I like the guitar riff at the start, and I, I it just has this really nice epic feel. And it's really melodical, so I quite enjoy it. Fair enough. Yeah, what was your favourite, Mike? Last to know. Last to know. <coughs> ah, fair, man. Fair. Did you listen to the Creeping Death cover? It was on the yeah, special edition. Yeah. The only good cover of all day. Yeah, it's a good cover. I really enjoyed that. The only thing Creeping Death's like one of my favourite songs from Metallica. The only thing that was missing was Jason Newstead. Yeah. <laughs> if they got, got him in, I would have been happy. Do you reckon we'll have a podcast soon where we don't talk about Metallica? <laughs> if we're doing metal, no. <laughs> no, no, true that, true that. I think it'll well, always be Metallica and Iron Maiden. Well, I'm assuming Metallica is just a generally good example for any music. Yeah. Like for any anything, any especially topic. Especially for rock or metal, a hundred percent. I somehow managed to talk about Metallica a lot during the Indelicates one as well, so I don't know whether it's just on my mind lately. <laughs> Fair enough, man. It's because of S and M too. Possibly. It's because that was stuck in my head of your verbal abuse of these old legends who are just trying to go about their day job. <laughs> How would you like it if Hetfield turned up at your work and started shouting at you whilst you're on the phone call? <laughs> you're shit! <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not, I wasn't there and I didn't run on stage and go, why the fuck are you on stage, you old bag? <laughs> you're shit. Oh, yeah. You're shit. Right. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Right, I think there, guys. I unfortunately will have to call it. Oh. I'm, the, I'm the most unfor- I'm the most unprofessional podcast host who who backs out. <laughs> no, I gotta go as well, to be fair, because uh, my boy wants to come to bed now. So oh, I'll bless him. Ten o'clock at night. Not bless him. He should be in bed already. Oh, fair. <laughs> You're <a> fucking lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were like on that night. Yeah, on that party, mate. I wasn't a lightweight man. Is, are you drunk right now? Is that why you've been so fucking crazy this podcast? <laughs> no, I think that's more the mental illness, isn't it, Connor? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, on that, note, on that really positive, happy note, it's thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast... Play. I don't have, like, a LGBT card to play. I could have just got mental illness. <laughs> yeah. And I will use it to get off of... For bad behaviour. Yeah. Well, finish it to get off <laughs> Oh, I do that as well. Aren't you, aren't you a sad little boy? <laughs> as my tears run down, lubricating it. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, people, this has been a disgusting podcast. <laughs> this, that is the mental image I want you to leave it on. I, want people to I don't think, think I'm going to listen to this back, to be honest. I'm going to my listening with my tears. <laughs> God damn. Oh, class. Right. Right, I should be two boys later. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> Cheers for listening. Bye, bro.